Otherwise, however you earn anything, remember that it will yanfad. It will finish. Yanfad from nafad. When something is exhausted, it's finished. The resources are depleted, used up. When you run out of it, whatever is with you, it will finish. What is with you? What do you have? Money. Time, food, clothes, home, degrees, education, resume full of your achievements, your family, people around you. Whatever you have, it will end. Nothing will remain. Because where are you right now? Where? In the dunya. And this dunya is temporary. This dunya will come to an end and whatever is in it will come to an end. This dunya is limited. It's not unlimited. And whatever is limited, eventually it will be consumed. It will finish. Like the month of Ramadan. What is it called? Ayyamam ma'adudat. It's a whole month, but it's limited in days. And one day after the other, after the other. Eventually the last day comes and the next day is Eid. It's finished. So whether it is the days that we have, to live in this world or the money that we have to use or the food that we have to eat or the different things that Allah has given us to enjoy. In the surah, so many blessings were listed. All of them will finish. All of them will come to an end. وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ And that which is with Allah, it is baqin. It shall remain. It shall last. It shall continue. It will never end. It will never be exhausted. Because Allah does not suffer from any decline. And His wealth also does not end. In fact, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were to give to every single human being and every single jinn, everything that that man and jinn could wish for, could demand for, that would not reduce Allah's treasures even one bit. It would not reduce at all. We learned that the last person to enter Jannah, last person to enter Jannah, he will be asked, wish, wish, what do you want? And the person will wish. And he'll be given whatever he wants. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, wish for more. And he will wish for more. And then eventually a time will come when the person will say, I don't know what else to ask for. And Allah will remind him, what about this? Don't you want this? What about that? Don't you want that? And a person will say, yes, 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 of course. And he will be given that. He will be given more than he can imagine. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, you have this and it's like. Or according to another companion, the Prophet ﷺ said, that Allah will say, you will have this and ten times it's like. What Allah has is unlimited. This is why, وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ بَاقٍ What is with Allah shall remain. It will not Finish. And surely, definitely, most certainly, we will reward those who are patient, those who do sabr. 
What will we reward them with? Ajrahum, their reward. بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ According to the best of what they used to do. Meaning their best deeds, the most excellent deeds that they performed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them according to those deeds. In this ayah, we are being encouraged to seek that which Allah has. The reward that He has promised. And what is that? Jannah. To give priority to that reward. To give importance to that home. Not to this world. Not to the petty gains of this life. Because no matter how much a person can gain, can accumulate in this world, eventually it will come, it will finish. Either that will finish, or a person will finish before that. Anything that we have in this world, remember, we are going to separate from it. It will be taken away from us. We will be taken away from it. Nothing, no relationship, no connection of this world is eternal. Think about it. If your soul is not going to remain with your body forever, the soul and the body are going to be separated, then you think we will remain forever with our money? Our money will forever remain with us? No. Every connection in this world is temporary. It is short-lived. Eventually it will finish. مَا عِنْدَكُمْ يَنْفَدْ وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ But what is with Allah shall remain forever. What He has in store as reward, that is endless. The reward in Jannah, its duration itself is what? Eternal. خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا أَبَدًا How many times we learn this in the Qur'an? Forever, forever, forever. Its duration is endless. In Jannah, youth is eternal. Aging will never happen. The pleasure is eternal. It's long-lasting. In this dunya, what happens? You know, when you're eating something, there's a peak of pleasure. You know, when you have everything in your mouth at once and you taste all the flavors and the sweetness and everything together, but then what happens? You swallow it. It's gone. It's gone. That pleasure lasted for only a few moments. It ended. But in Jannah, every pleasure is however long as you want it to be. Its duration is endless. Its pleasure is endless. Jannatu Adn, Gardens of eternity. Perpetual residence. So therefore, give priority to that which is with Allah. The reward that Allah has promised you. Don't be greedy for this world. Don't be greedy for this cheap stuff. Leave it. Get over it. Don't sell yourself for it. Don't dedicate yourself to it. Don't die for it. It's not worth it. It'll die before you. Or soon after you. Run for that which is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So anything that you love, give it to who? Allah. What you want, deposit it with Him. Because what you deposit with Him is that which will remain forever. In a hadith we learn, Aisha radiallahu said that once she had a goat slaughtered. And she had the meat distributed among the poor, some relatives. And she also kept some of the meat for the family. When the Prophet ﷺ came, he inquired about the meat, about the goat, what happened. And Aisha said that everything was gone except for one piece of the shoulder which remained. The Prophet ﷺ said, apart from the piece of shoulder, all the meat was saved. It's actually the other way around. Whatever you gave was saved. And whatever you kept, that's not saved. Because you will use it. You will eat it up. It will finish. 
But what you gave for the sake of Allah, that will last, that will remain forever. وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّ الَّذِينَ صَبَرُوا Those who do sabr will be given reward. أَجْرَهُمْ their reward. Notice how sabr is mentioned. Out of all things, sabr. Because in order to do any good, in order to be honest, in order to be trustworthy, what is required? Sabr. You so greedily want that $500 a month. And you know that if you just write one word on that sheet of paper, you'll get those $500. But what do you need over there? Sabr. It's okay. I won't take that $500. Because if I take that, I will lose Akhirah. So this 500 is not important to me. What is more important to me is that which is with Allah. That is everlasting. And 500, how easily can that finish? You know what I'm talking about. How easily money can finish. How easily you run out of it. You save, 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 save. And then what happens? One check and everything gone. Gone. You worked so hard. Every month you worked so hard to save that money. One vacation and the entire bank account finished. And you're like, might as well close this because there's no money in it. It just hurts you seeing that now there's only zero dollars left in it. مَا عِنْدَكُمْ يَنْفَدْ وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ الَّذِينَ صَبَرُوا Those who do sabr will be given their reward. بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Abu Musa al-Ashri said, the Prophet ﷺ said, that love for the life of this world is damaging to the life of the hereafter. Whoever will love this dunya, he will lose out on his akhirah. Because when we love this dunya too much, we become greedy for it, then we lie, we cheat, we hurt others, we say false things. Is that damaging to the akhirah? Of course. Anyone who values the life of the hereafter will be indifferent to the life of this world. The one who prefers the akhirah, then he will not care about the gain and loss of this dunya, in the sense that it will not really make too much of a difference to him. Therefore, prefer that which is eternal to that which is temporary. Prefer that which is with Allah to that which is with you. Because what is with Allah is eternal. Surah Hud, ayah 108, we learn, A reward, a bestowal that will be uninterrupted. Meaning, there will not even be a gap of one second, one moment, one day. Now sometimes you're getting your money, and then what happens? One installment, it comes one day late. You wonder, what happened here? Where did it go? عَطَاءً غَيْرَ In Surah Sa'd, Allah says, هَذَا مَا تُوْعَدُونَ لِيَوْمِ الْحِسَابِ إِنَّ هَذَا لَرِزْقُنَا مَا لَهُ مِنْ نَفَادِ this is what you are promised for the day of account. Indeed, this is our provision. For it, there is no depletion. For it, there is no depletion. It will never run out. It will never be exhausted. But it's only those who do sabr that can make it. And this is why Allah says, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Those who do sabr will be given their reward without measure, without account. So prefer that which is with Allah over that which is with you. مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا Whoever does righteousness, whoever performs good deeds, مِنْ ذَكَرٍ From men, أَوْ unsa Or female, meaning whether male or female, gender doesn't matter. A man could be doing a good deed, a woman can be doing a good deed. 
both are required to do good. So regardless of gender, whoever does righteousness, وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ While he is a believer, meaning what matters is iman, what matters is amal salih, not the gender, not the age. What matters is iman and amal salih. So whoever does righteousness, what will happen? What does Allah promise him? فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ Then surely we shall definitely give him a life. What kind of a life? Hayatan, a life that is tayyibatan, that is good, that is pure. وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ And surely, definitely we will give them reward. بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ According to the best of that which they used to do. Because a person performs good deeds that are of different levels. Some are very excellent, some are very good, some are just good and some are average, and some are below average and some are really bad. But in the akhirah, the final result will be determined by what? The best deed of a person. The best deed. According to that, the reward will be. بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Now what do we see in this ayah? Previously we learned in the previous ayah that doing good, it requires sabr. Staying on the right path requires sabr. Being honest requires sabr. Being content with less, with halal, even though it may be very little, requires a lot of sabr. So, مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا عَمَلْ صَالِحْ It cannot be done without sabr. Because amal salih is not easy. It becomes easier, but at the beginning, it's not easy. You have to struggle against yourself. You have to keep yourself firm. You know, before you even talk to others, you have to talk to yourself, you have to convince yourself. You were getting that $500 every month, and now it means you're not going to be getting it. So sabr, telling yourself that, okay, I have to leave this, because it's haram, it's not legal for me, it's not okay for me. So sabr. And then, keeping yourself firm on this, and bearing the difficulties that come with it. Which means that you have to do everything with the little money that you have. That is halal. You have to bear the difficulties. And then sabr again because you cannot let yourself slip again. Because when you make such a huge change, shaitan will come back to you. Are you crazy? Come on, Allah is ghafoorur rahim. He knows your situation. And mashallah, you've done hajj and you give sadaqah from this money. Your children get Islamic education through this money. Shaitan will come to you again and again. And then you know what? People will also come to you. Relatives come to you. Are you crazy? And then they will come to you and show off their new bag. Yeah, I got it. Because I can afford it. You know, I get all this money for free every month. You're so crazy. You speak the truth and you get no money. Come on, lie like we lie and you'll also live happy. That's not happiness. Happiness is something else. What is good life? What is a good life? What is a happy life? That which is described here. The one who does good with sabr. Min dhakab aw unsa. Notice how women are mentioned separately, right? Females are mentioned separately. Because women also have to make these sacrifices. So such a person will certainly be given a good life to live. What is a good life? When you think about a good life, what comes to your mind? This is life. This is good. What comes to your mind? Money. When you think about someone who's living a good life, good life meaning fun, life full of fun. And that fun comes with money. That fun comes with fulfilling your desires. For that you lie, you cheat, you 
break the limits that Allah has set. You don't care about any religion, any rules, nothing. What you see on TV basically, what you see on in the movies. A good life, fun life. But a good life, is it just with money? What do we think many times? If I make this much more money, I will be very happy. All this stress that I have in my life, it will go away. If I could be making $500 more every month, that would take care of this issue and that issue. And you know what? That will make my relationship with my children very good. I would be stress-free. I would be happier. We connect happiness with money. And that's not how happiness comes. Happiness is not with money. Hayatan tayyiba doesn't mean that a person who believes and does good deeds, he will become so rich. He'll be overflowing with money. He'll have too much money. No. Because if that was the definition of hayatan tayyiba, then the Prophet ﷺ would be the richest man. But we know that there were times when the Prophet ﷺ borrowed from his companions. He took a loan. There were times when he did not have food. There were times when the only two things that were present in his house were dates and water. If they had oil to light their candles with, their lamps with, instead of lighting their lamps, they would actually drink it. They would actually cook with it. They would actually dip their bread in it. Good life doesn't mean a lot of money. It means something different. What does it mean? It means, hayatan tayyibah, that first of all, in this world, a person will live a life in which he will do a lot of good deeds. That is a good life. Where you leave a legacy. Where you become an example for others. When you are productive. When you achieve one good thing after the other. You become a source of motivation for others. Others learn from you. You teach them. You become an example for them. You do one khair and you do another khair. You do one good thing, another good thing, another good thing. A good life is not with money. A good life is with good actions. Good impact. Good dealings. And this is what really makes a person happy. Not money, but happiness of the heart. And how does that come? By receiving? No. True happiness comes by giving. Hayatan tayyiba. You know like Shaykh Islam ibn Taymiyyah, one of his uh, contemporaries, he said that you are like a bird. That's so fast that you keep flying. Every time I feel like I've caught up with you, you go even further. You're always a step ahead of me. I think about doing this good deed and you've already done it. I think about teaching this good thing and you've already taught it. I think about writing this and you've already written that. You're always ahead of me. This is Hayatan Tayyibah. Was he the wealthiest man? No. Not at all. He suffered from poverty. Many times. He suffered from imprisonment. He suffered from confinement. But his very own student said that I have never seen anyone live a more beautiful and good life than Ibn Taymiyyah. A good life? Look at his life. That was a good life. That is hayatan tayyibah. It is with the true happiness of the heart. And happiness comes with satisfaction. Satisfaction does not come with money. It does not come with going on a movie marathon. It doesn't come with going on a shopping spree. 
it comes with doing something productive and useful. You know like, if one day, you didn't have any class, you didn't go anywhere, you didn't do any housework, you didn't clean out your email, you didn't you know, make all those necessary phone calls, and it's nine o'clock at night, and you're like, I don't feel like sleeping. I don't want to sleep. I have to do something. So you watch a movie. It's 11 o'clock, and you still don't feel like sleeping because you feel like you haven't done anything. You don't have that satisfaction. Satisfaction comes by doing something productive, even if it's just plowing through your email. Literally. Even if it is just with answering five emails, that will bring you satisfaction. Sense of accomplishment. This is hayatun tayyibah. Allah will give them opportunities where they do good. More good. Because good deeds, they bring more good opportunities. It's like a tree. It only grows. It spreads. It increases. And that brings satisfaction. So whether a person has money or he doesn't have money, he has food or he doesn't have food, he has the latest bag or doesn't, you know what? I'm happy. Hayatun tayyibah. Hayatun tayyibah also means contentment, tranquility, peace of mind, optimism. Optimism, being optimistic. The Prophet ﷺ said, strange is the affair of the believer. Verily, all his affairs are good for him. If something good happens to him, he is grateful to Allah, and that is good for him. And if something harmful happens to him, he is patient, and it becomes good for him. And this is only possible for who? The believer. Because he's living hayatan tayyibah. He's concerned about his actions. What he's sending forth for his akhirah. Not about how much money he saved, and how much food he can eat. And how much fun he can have. This hayatun tayyibah is not limited to the worldly life alone. It actually extends to the akhirah. Because we know that one life is that which we live here on this planet. And once we move from here, another life begins. And where is that life? Where is that life? In the barzakh. The period between your life in this world and the day of judgment. Barzakh. There is a life over there also. Because the grave, it either becomes a garden from the gardens of Jannah, or it becomes one of the pits of hellfire. So the one who does good in this life with iman, Allah will give him a good life in the grave also. In the grave also. He will be saved from the punishment of the grave. He will be saved from adab. Rather, he will receive reward, happiness, comfort, joy. It will be a restful sleep. You know, like in hadith we learn that a person who passes the test in the grave, and you know when the punishment will come from the right, from the left, from the side of the head and from the side of the feet, but each time a good deed will come and prevent, it will come and protect a person. And the person will be told, sleep like the newlywed sleeps. Meaning now you rest. You've worked a lot in your worldly life, now you rest. And you know a bride, a newlywed, how do they sleep? Who disturbs them? Nobody. In the sense that nobody is going to come and say, come on, get up, iron your clothes. Get up, get up, we have to go. No, no, no. They're going to be told, this is her day. Nobody say anything to her. Don't disturb her. This is her day. 
So likewise, in the grave, a person will be told, sleep like the newly wed. Nobody's gonna disturb you. Nobody's going to disturb you, not even a little bit. Hayatan tayyibah. After the day of judgment, a new life begins. And there also, hayatan tayyibah. And where is that? In Jannah. So whoever does good with iman, Allah promises them a good life. وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ I was just thinking because they did the best deeds, they will get the best ajr for it. Yes. Because they performed the best deeds, they will get the best ajr. In this life, in the grave, and in the akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a solution to stay away from breaking our oaths and doing wrong and getting money from haram. He's told us that to just leave this world. He's told us to take the love of this world out of our hearts and to focus on what is with Him. So the Akhirah, doing good deeds, earning His pleasure, because that is what's going to be better for us. So if we adopt this ideology, if we adopt what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us, then inshallah we will be able to stay away from all these wrong actions. We will be able to convince others to stay away from these wrong actions because you know what is better is ahead of you. Yes. Because nothing can stop us from doing wrong except the fear of the akhirah. You know, this is why we are told to remember death. Remember death. Why? Because it destroys pleasure. It destroys pleasure. And pleasure, many times, it's coming through haram. So whenever you have that temptation to you know, have some pleasure through haram, remember death. Remember the akhirah. Remember that which is with Allah. I know a lot of sisters, they feel like they're put into a corner, they have to feed their kids, they have to pay tuition, and they think, you know, I'm doing this so I can support my children. But if you have that sabr, and there's that saying, children will follow your example more than your advice, you're also setting a good example for your children, keeping them away from, you know, future harm. They're like, oh, my parents, you know, they did this all the time, it's okay, it's no big deal. So you'll get the, you know, you'll be responsible for them also doing wrong things as well. So... It's not just you that you're saving, it's also for your children. Yes. And many times, you know, for example, parents, they will make a wrong decision. Wrong in the sense that it, it doesn't conform to the religion. Why? So that their children can live a good life. They can live a better life. If, you know, we get more money, our children can have better clothes, a better home. Instead of wasting money on their education, you know, we'll lie about it. We'll get this for free. And then we can use the money on travel. We can use the money for this and that. In search of a good life. That we didn't enjoy all of this, at least our children should. So even if I'm compromising on my religion, it's okay. I want my children to live a good life. But are we preparing them for a good life? By making such decisions? No. A few years of enjoyment. And that's it. And even in this world, money cannot make you happy. It sure can make you miserable, whether you have a lot of it or a little of it, but it cannot bring you true happiness. Assalamualaikum. I feel like sometimes we tend to go away from the Qur'an because we think, you know, if I come to study the Qur'an or if I try to follow the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I have to be very strict on what I'm doing and I'm not going to be able to enjoy life. But I know from even personal experience, when you try to avoid going to the Qur'an for doing things, wasting time sometimes, it doesn't give you the same satisfaction as if you just read your morning du'as in the morning or if you just read one ayah of the Qur'an. 
Quran. If you just watch one documentary, that makes you grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't. Even if the video is five minutes and you're reading for over two, three hours, just by reading something useless, you're not going to feel that satisfaction. That true joy, that satisfaction is never going to come over there. And the thing is that when a person is earning haram, saying lies, then there's always that guilt. Or is there not? There's that guilt, right? You know that you're doing something wrong. Deep down, you're not comfortable. You're hiding your true identity. You have to live like who you are not. You're pretending always. You're one person in one place, another person in another place. Is that happiness? Is that being relaxed? Assalamu alaikum. I was just looking at some of the verses that we passed and right now it keeps talking about what you do, your actions, your actions. And your actions will not come to do good if you don't think good. You have to be somebody who thinks like a Muslim in order to act like a Muslim. Like we think if I am alone and I'm thinking bad, de- like evil thoughts all day, I'm going to act like a Muslim when I'm in front of other people. That's not going to happen. But if you are constantly telling yourself to have patience in your head, you will do it. If you're about to do something bad, you say, you know, you think about it before you do it, then you might not do it because you actually thought about it. So thinking like a Muslim is way, it comes first before you start acting like one. And yes. we're all missing that. Inshallah, Very we can true. work on that. I have one homework for you. I want you to ask at least two people over the course of this week, you know, something, or is a simple question, what do you think is happiness? What is happiness? What does it mean to be happy? What is a good life? What's your definition of a good Successful life. Can you do that? Inshallah. And then, inshallah, when you bring the answers, and we'll discuss more over this. And also, try to get this message to people that this is what the Quran says: a good life, a happy life, a successful life is not with stuff; it's with what you do. Recitation of these ayat. <laughs> بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ